best to start with season one of any series. If you want to start right here with season five, let's get you caught up. The World Wrestling Alliance, America, divided into seven major territories, each with their own wrestlers, TV, and champions. A perfectly ordered cooperative system where everyone made out by honoring the borders and rotating talents over time. And when Jonathan Kane, patriarch of New York's Empire State Wrestling Federation, died at the end of 1983, Leaving the Northeast Territory to his son Julian Kane, it was assumed he would merely take over and keep the machine rolling. But Julian had other plans. Plans no one saw coming. He not only changed their wrestling from a violent realistic sport to a Disney-style family product, he pulled them out of the alliance and raided the top talents from the other six territories, defied the borders, bought TV and ran shows in the other territories using their own headliners against them all to push the new Empire Wrestling Federation as the first truly national company. The EWF push kicked off when Julian swiped from American Midwest Wrestling's Thor Hansen, a six-foot-six-inch Hulk held back by AMW owner Charlie Gotch, who saw no value in muscle men without legitimate fighting skills, let alone to be a top babyface. Behind Thor, Julian took the world by storm, as no one knew it hit them, and the Alliance spent 1984 reeling. And all attempts to fight back in 1985, crippled by alliance infighting and a series of truly unfortunate events. Now, as we enter 1986, the entire wrestling industry is at war with each other, while Julian Kane looks ahead to the end of the year where he hopes to fill the 100,000-seat Los Angeles Olympic Stadium. Thor Hansen has become a legitimate celebrity after co-starring in Rambo with his Empire Mania 84 tag team partner Sylvester Stallone and has taken on a Hollywood manager to build his acting career while showing less and less dependence on Julian Kane and the EWF who have become even more dependent on Thor, which is why Julian sought out a potential replacement to the American Viking in Vance Armstrong, the last of a group of muscle-bound bouncers at a Midwest bar all became top young wrestlers in the Alliance territories in 1985, but Vance looks to be the best of the bunch. Two of this group are in Atlanta as the Russian Rykov brothers rapidly rising to the top of SCW, along with Magnum P.I. look-alike Bo Riggs, while the muscle-bound mutants Shark and Buzzsaw, who look like they stepped off the set of a Mad Max film, ended up in AMW, while the most promising of the group, Apollo Sampson, in All South Wrestling out of Texas who ended up quitting the business after months of torture from locker room bully Brick Sawyer, which ended in a bizarre cage match where Apollo simply walked out in the middle of the match, left the arena, and never looked back. Elsewhere in the EWF, Hercules Harris was forced to erase his storied career to become a cartoon African named Mobutu Zulu, a gimmick he had a horrible time reconciling before he finally accepted his role headlining Empire Mania 2 and the biggest wrestling show of all time with the biggest payoff of his life. But it came at the price of turning off something inside, drowning his integrity in doubts and drugs, supplied by EWF's very own doctor. Michael Angel bailed on his family and All South Wrestling in Julian's initial raid in 1984 and ended that year as a threat to Thor Hansen's top babyface spot. 
But after being arrested at an anonymous gay hookup spot in the middle of the night, Julian Kane not only found out his secret, but had to pay off the chief of police to bury the story and not press charges. This not only killed Michael's push, but accelerated his drug habit to the point where he passed out during his match at Empire Mania 2. Only saved by a quick-thinking Brian Lovejoy in front of the fans, but was the last straw and Julian fired him. And while the EWF waged his attack throughout America, the invasion of Charlie Gotch's American Midwest always seemed more excessive and aggressive, and we finally learned why when we dove into Julian's childhood and discovered an eight-year-old Julian walked in on Charlie Gotch raping his mother. Charlie, the stubborn old ex-Olympian wrestler and owner of AMW, was the most resistant to any changes and refused to have the torch passed to guys like Thor Hansen and repeated the same mistake, refusing to turn new sensation Shark and Buzzsaw babyface, ignoring that modern fans grew tired of the old flabby tough guy babyfaces and now wanted their heroes to resemble Arnold Schwarzenegger or He-Man. After being proven wrong, Charlie finally relented and gave his son Nelly more control over the company to turn the apocalypse babyface, as long as they would turn all focus into destroying Julian Kane and the EWF. Southeast Championship Wrestling out of Atlanta has become an island in of itself, after all territories banded together to put on the Super Bowl of Wrestling, to potentially lead a more direct coalition to stopping Julian Kane, but the owners all failed to truly cooperate or agree on anything, and all hell broke loose when SCW's owner, Daniel Hawkins, was caught red-handed trying to poach wrestlers from the other alliance territories. But this was done because Hawkins wanted his SCW to be the strongest territory in the alliance and didn't care to cooperate anyway, thanks to the outlaw Jesse James, who was not only SCW's top babyface, but their genius booker. However, his in-ring career has cooled off considerably after his seemingly successful 1985 mainstream crossover feud with comedian Jimmy Buck, which culminated with a late-night talk show appearance turned into a nightmare, when after being slapped by Jesse on TV, Jimmy Buck killed himself days later because of missing out on a movie part. But America took as suicide because of being bullied and humiliated on national TV by Jesse James, killing houses everywhere for SCW. But Jesse always has a plan and hopes to turn things around in 1986 behind his own comeback and the return of Diamond Donnie Gold. The golden boy and reigning wrestler of the decade saw his life altered forever when he broke his back in a plane crash paralyzing him from the waist down. When word got out to the boys he had switched seats with Chief Wayland Thorpe who was killed just so he could be with a girl, turned Donnie heel to everyone in the locker room. But through a long period of self-reflection, the spirit journey with Thor's tribe, and the caring of SCW Valet and Donnie's friend, Miss Kitty, Donnie broke the guilt-formed barriers to his body and regained the use of his legs and swore to live a new life of selflessness and proper appreciation for those who helped him throughout his career. Miss Kitty risked it all to help her friend Donnie, but her husband, beautiful Barry Lovelace, could see her feelings for Donnie Gold were far greater than friendship and suspected they did a lot more on that trip to Wayland Thorpe's reservation. And again, it all comes down to Julian Kane. He ended 1985 caught up in a quest to not only make the EWF mainstream, but to be personally accepted by the upper crust of society for his wrestling successes. An unsolvable problem he found out the hard way, 
is brought in by the prestigious Sam Hollingsworth Social Society, only to find out he was brought there as a joke to be ridiculed by the politicians, bank CEOs, and other high society members set up by his former Harvard classmates, a humiliation that solidified his resolve to regain his focus on eliminating his wrestling enemies, starting with the man who raped his mother, Charlie Gotch. Ladies and gentlemen, we now enter 1986 to present to you Season 5 of the finale of Episode number 50, which will truly change everything.